I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Monday, August 7th. A woman is dead after the vehicle she was driving was involved in a crash on Route 3 in Weymouth. State police said the two-vehicle crash happened about 5 a.m. Saturday on Route 3 North, right near Exit 38, the exit for Route 18. Investigators said a 2015 Lexus SUV and a 2020 Jeep SUV were involved in the crash. But police say the circumstances surrounding the collision and possible contributing factors are still being investigated. The driver of the Lexus, a 60-year-old Weymouth woman, was pronounced dead at the scene. A 34-year-old man who was a passenger in that vehicle suffered serious, life-threatening injuries and was taken to an area hospital. The pair are not being identified by state police at this time. State police say the driver of the Jeep, a 67-year-old Norwell man, was transported to a nearby hospital as a precautionary measure. The crash remains under investigation by state and local police. State police said all lanes of Route 3 North in the area of the crash were closed between about 5 and 7 a.m., and the scene was cleared at about 8 a.m. on Saturday. Police searching for whoever threw a rock at a moving MBTA bus in Quincy on Friday, injuring a 73-year-old passenger on the bus. Happened near 291 C Street just after 1.30 Friday afternoon. Police say a rock the size of a fist was thrown at the bus, smashing a window and hitting the victim in the face. The driver stopped, and Brewster ambulance crews took the victim to Mass Eye and Ear for treatment. The man reportedly had glass in his eye and some facial injuries. Police say two young males were spotted fleeing the scene, and an investigation is now underway. Visiting hours for Quincy Planning Board Chairman Richard Mead will be held today from 4 to 8 p.m. at Cohane Funeral Home on Hancock Street in Quincy. Meade died unexpectedly last Tuesday at the age of 77. Meade was chairman of the planning board, but also served as the Quincy planning director for 17 years. Meade was also active in a variety of groups, including St. Anne's Church Finance Committee, president of the Neighborhood Club, and Eventide Nursing Home's board member. Meade also coached youth sports. He is survived by his wife of 50 years and two sons. A celebration of life service will be held tomorrow at 945 at the funeral home, followed by a 1030 mass at St. Anne's Church and burial at Mount Wollaston Cemetery. Donations in lieu of flowers may be made to My Brother's Keeper in Easton. State police arresting a 20-year-old man Saturday for fatally shooting a New Bedford man in Miles Standish State Forest last month. Police have charged John Giovanni Perez Montero Macedo with one count of murder in connection with the death of 25-year-old Robert Aponte Flores. On July 12th, around 2.40 p.m., Plymouth Police responded to the State Forest for reports of a shooting during which a man suffered multiple gunshot wounds. There they found Aponte Flores, took him to a nearby hospital where he was pronounced dead. Multiple witnesses told police Montero Macedo and Aponte Flores got into an altercation in the park's picnic area before the shooting. It led police to obtain a warrant for Montero Macedo's arrest. 
Police originally arrested a different person after the shooting, but released that person after determining they were not the shooter. Police arrested Montero Macedo without incident at a New Bedford apartment Saturday afternoon just before 4 p.m. He'll be arraigned today in Plymouth District Court. The Massachusetts Teachers Association unanimously voting to support a ballot question aimed at eliminating the MCAS, Massachusetts Comprehensive Assessment System exam, as a high school graduation requirement. The lengthy exam forces teachers to prepare their classrooms to take it. But that may no longer be the case. Yesterday, just weeks away from the start of school, the MTA voted to support a November ballot question that could change MCAS requirements. And the ballot measure would not eliminate the test entirely. It would only eliminate the requirement someone must meet a certain score to get a high school diploma. The MTA board doubled down on access to education voting to support a legislative campaign for the passage of the CHERISH Act, which includes increasing state funding in higher public education and increasing pay for faculty and staff. The MTA will have until November of this year to gather roughly 75,000 signatures. They will then present the ballot measure to the legislature, who could approve it right away. If not, the measure will be voted on in November of 2024. The infusion of hundreds of millions of dollars into roads and bridges throughout the Commonwealth will spur the creation of, quote, good jobs and economic growth, according to Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll during an infrastructure funding bill signing ceremony that was held on Friday. Driscoll called the Chapter 90 program funded by the legislation the bread and butter that keeps cities and towns safe and allows them to make investments that, quote, really matter. The bill that Governor Mara Healy signed during the event in Lowell includes a one-year injection of $200 million for the Chapter 90 program, plus $175 million in transportation-related grants. The bill had languished in closed-door negotiations for weeks, underscoring the deepening tension between the House and Senate this legislative session. Crux of the disagreement between the branches, which had passed nearly identical bills, revolved around where to spend certain grant money. Ultimately, conference committee negotiators raised the amount of transportation-related grants from $150 to $175 million, including both $25 million programs that had differed in the House and Senate versions. Healy, who was joined at the ceremony by Lowell city officials and state elected officials, as well as Transportation Secretary Gina Fiendaka, Under Secretary of Transportation Monica Tibbetts-Nutt, and Highway Administrator Jonathan Gulliver, touted the $25 million included in the bill for a new mileage-based road repair program. The money will help towns that have, quote, longer roads and fewer resources to maintain them, according to the governor. Well, the two-day Pan Mass Challenge came to a close yesterday as riders hope to raise a record $70 million for cancer research. More than 6,000 cyclists began their ride Saturday in the 43rd Pan Mass Challenge, taking off on the 211-mile ride to raise money for cancer research. 
Yesterday, riders took off from Babson College on the Wellesley Century 100-mile ride that starts and finishes in Wellesley. Others began to make their way to the finish line on various routes, including to the tip of Provincetown. The PMC serves as the largest individual donor for the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. It makes up about 60% of the money raised by the Jimmy Fund. About 10% of riders and volunteers themselves are cancer survivors. Others have stories about cancer affecting a loved one. A check of business news this morning and stocks are down. The Dow lost 150 points on Friday. The Nasdaq sank 50. The S&P dropped 23. Asian stocks are lower today after U.S. employment data had Wall Street close out a losing week. The dollar edged higher, the euro is down, oil at $82 a barrel. In sports, Blue Jays trounced the Red Sox 13-1 at Fenway. The Kansas City Royals come to Boston tonight at 7 o'clock. Forecast from the National Weather Service today, some scattered showers and maybe a thunder shower during the day, high of 76. For tonight, some severe storms could move through during the overnight hours, could produce damaging winds, tropical downpours during the overnight hours into tomorrow morning. And then some scattered storms later tomorrow, a high of 82. Wednesday, partly cloudy, high of 84. And then sunny and 86 on Thursday. Well, the boater today waves about a foot. A southerly wind, 5 to 10 knots. High tide just before 5 p.m. Sunrise at 5.42, set at 7.55. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Monday, August 7th.